listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Monica, Mikey H., and OC Monster Man. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 288th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're discussing the 2023 thriller, horror, Knock at the Cabin. As a reminder, we do tend to spoil movies, so continue at your own risk. Knock at the cam- cabin. Not that I can't even speak. You got it. You got it. It sounded great. Try one more time. <laughs> Syllabus. Just in case. Syllabus. <laughs> Just in case someone didn't understand that. <laughs> Knock at the cabin, even, uh, is streaming on Peacock, so make sure to check that out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. Yes, ma'am. Phew. <laughs> you got it. You did it. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> but before we jump into today's film, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Boogeyman. It has a June 2nd release date. It's directed by Rob Savage, who directed Host and Dashcam. It's written by Scott Beck, Brian Woods... And Mark Heyman, uh, Scott Beck and Brian Woods did A Quiet Place and that new film that came out in 65. And Mark Heyman wrote Black Swan. The IMDb summary is adaptation of Stephen King's The Boogeyman. That's all we got. <laughs> so if you didn't read that short story, good luck knowing what this is about. Yeah. Other than Fantastic. Boogie, Boogeyman. Boogeyman. Bo- Boogeyman. Plural. <laughs> <laughs> how do we feel about this trailer um i feel good about it yeah i i enjoy well that's not fair i haven't seen dash cam but i liked host fine um yeah a lot of people like host so yeah i uh i love spooky red cubes you know yeah the um, red cube of light i mean i mm-hmm. feel like they're gaslighting this little girl a little bit they're like but, it's not scary and she's like let's, the fuck it is let's go in this dark room <laughs> with this red light and i'm just gonna turn it off and on randomly yeah that's not scary to a kid i'm terrified of that i don't want to do that i don't want to sit in a room and do that i Why would 100 percent envision things going on in absolutely that, absolutely you know? So this poor child, terrifying. I can't even Pick any other color. Why is it red? I mean, I know yeah. why it's red because it's a horror movie. But that poor child. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh! What kind of therapy is this? Um, just, yeah, it's the boogeyman's henchman. The boogeyman's. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, I'm down for any kind of movie like this. This team seems uh, good. So. I'm down. Apparently, this is supposed. This was supposed to be a Hulu release, mm. um, but it was testing well, so they decided to do theatrical. So nice. I feel like that's this encouraging. Is a, a good one. Yeah, isn't that and, what happened with Megan? So yeah. So let's see. Or was it? Uh, uh, 
Why was am I drawing it? Smile. Smile. That's right. It was smile, smile. Megan. I knew yeah. it was one we did recently. Yeah. Excuse my um, squeaky chair. I didn't change it to my non-squeaky chair. So we're just going to have to deal today. It's all good. I'm pretty sure Leia just walked by and knocked over a bunch of stuff. So that might have also been audible. It's Things are crazy today. We can't control it. It's a low maintenance podcast today, guys. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't expect me to be editing any of this stuff out. So You know, <laughs> I don't think anyone expects you to do that. You're good. 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 Um, <laughs> um, okay. So, I mean, I think it looks good. I think we should check out The Boogeyman. Uh, I never read the Stephen King short story. So, um, I'm... I'm I'm just as excited as I would be uh, as any other movie that didn't have Stephen King's name attached to it, I think, because yeah. I don't know. Um, um, I'm definitely curious. I feel like I've, I've watched because there's I feel like a handful of movies called The Boogeyman or Boogeyman. There's one from 2005. Um, so this short story was in published in 1973. And then mm-hmm. they made a short movie, a, f- a short mm-hmm. film in 1982. Um, so I think, you know, it was about time for this to get Lots of some... boogeymen. Well, yeah. I mean, it makes sense that there'd be a lot of horror movies called Boogeyman or The it's Boogeyman. True. Um, One thing that we're all taught is terrifying when we're little. It's true. Um, and I, I do love a good jump scare with dark, scary things hiding in your closet or in the hallway and trying to attack you. I'm all down. So I will definitely be checking this one out. Yeah. Oh, apparently uh, in doing that that one Google search, I'm seeing that there's parts that had to be edited because it made uh, the audience scream so loud. And I wish that it wouldn't have been edited. I wish Why that that would have been kept in. Wouldn't you keep that in? <laughs> right? Like, Isn't that hello? the part that's good? This is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I don't want them to make remake Terrified. Are they yeah. going to edit out the scary stuff? Because it's scary because that's kind of the point is that, that it's is scary. what I want. I would love for a movie to make me like audibly yell in a theater. That would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. Well, let's, are we ready to? See what we'll, we'll, we'll see in June. We'll see. How it goes. We could do a boogeyman month since there's so many movies called boogeyman. We could. That would be fun. Yeah. Or would it? I don't know. I don't know. So what film are we discussing today, Miss Carly? We will be discussing 2023's Knock at the Cabin, written and directed by, and I don't think he wrote this one. Yes, he did Did partially write this one. I think he Uh, assisted with rewrites, yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Written and directed by uh, M. Night Shyamalan, also written by Paul Tremblay and Steve Desmond, and it is based on the 2018 novel The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul Tremblay. The IMDb summary is, while vacationing, a girl and her parents are taken hostage by armed strangers who demand that the family make a choice to avert the apocalypse. So, you, I've seen this before, so I'm ha- curious as to your thoughts. Okay. Um. <laughs> so you liked this one. I, I did. I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. And you didn't go into it excited or thinking it would be good. No, I went into this movie thinking I was going to hate it because let's be real. 
old was awful. Right. It was. So that's kind of where I was at. Um, so I didn't really care for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I figured. But I kind of knew I wasn't going to like it. It is better than old, you know. But oh, yeah. most things are. <laughs> yeah. I Not don't, hard to be. I don't know if I would dislike it as much if M. Night Shyamalan didn't direct it. I don't know if I would feel the same it, way if it was attached to a different name. Because M. Night like Shyamalan's style know. is starting to to grade on me. And so I think that mm. um, that's a big reason why I didn't like it. I think the people... Uh, the acting style in M. Night Shyamalan movies is is annoying to me, um, even with the best actors. Um, the sound design, the uh, just the, his general way of filmmaking is starting to just be annoying and co- a little bit feels a little bit condescending for some reason. Like I can't <laughs> and a little bit like. I don't want to use this, the word sanctimonious, but I don't know what other word to use. Interesting. With these like heavy, heavy handed religious f- horror films. Like, I sure. feel like I'm going to a, a, a Christian haunted house, you know, like, just <laughs> give me a fucking horror movie for heaven's sake. <laughs> um, I actually... I think this is the one of the few times that I actually enjoyed that type of filmmaking and his type of filmmaking in this kind of realm. Um sure. I I was yeah, I I honestly was pleasantly surprised by it. I I really like um I was excited to see Jonathan Groff and obviously uh it made my life that Rupert Grint was from Boston. <laughs> I don't know why him having a Boston accent <laughs> killed me. Um yeah. and I was actually really impressed uh by Dave Batista because I've really only seen him as Drax and I feel like there was one other movie, but I feel like he still had that kind of like vibe. And mm-hmm. I, there were a lot of times in this film that like, it's not straight horror, but I definitely felt like, I felt these people's sadness and I don't know, it just, I really, I enjoyed my time with it. And it I moves really well. I do not um, think that, the, I think the actors did a great job. Um, I, yeah. I agree with that. I just think that there's a way that M. Night Shyamalan directs actors or it's dialogue mm-hmm. that just drives mm-hmm. me freaking bonkers. And I, I'm going to guess that I think it's, it's dialogue. Dialogue. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think it's I don't dialogue. think the actors did anything wrong in this scenario. I think that they did exactly what they were supposed to do. Um, and I think they did it well. I, you know, I just there's just something about M. Night Shyamalan dialogue. I can tell when he's fucking with dialogue. I can tell when he's messing with the storyline. Um, I know what the end of the sh- of this novel is, and it's not this movie's ending. It's much more bleak, uh, and I would have very much preferred a bleaker ending um, here um, because it just feels so self righteous. I don't know what I just it just makes me want to punch him. I feel bad <laughs> saying that. I'm sure he's a lovely man. 
<laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. I just kind of feel the opposite. That's, that's fair. That's fair. If yeah. someone told me that they loved Knock at the Cabin, I would be like, I get it. I yeah. get it. I'm just so over it. I feel you. I totally, I totally understand that. Um, especially, it's not, a, it's not a bad movie. It's not. It's it's yeah. perfectly good. It's yeah. it's fine. Uh, I I just I need something different from him. I just it just it's like bland, and like this is supposed to be a very like exciting and interesting story, and all I could think about is like how it's just more of the same from M Night Shyamalan kind of you know. Yeah, I just feel like a, another director would have had a fresh take on this kind of story. Uh, and I feel like this is just a lot of what M. Night Shyamalan does. I can see that. So, um, uh, I don't know. I've never read the the story. So I don't I know. I didn't either. How- I read the IMDb oh. <laughs> trivia and it told me the ending okay. of it. I just gotcha. am trying not to spoil it in case someone wants to read the novel. Um, sure. I will just say it's bleaker than mm-hmm. what we get here. And I think yeah. it would have worked better. Um we, but you know, and Shyamalan has to tie things in a nice, pretty little bow and have like some kind of religious morality to everything. Um, he likes so a bow. That's that's fair. Uh, I'm just kind of over it. <sighs> I wouldn't have minded a bleak. I feel like that's kind of how I felt while I was watching it. Is I, I was interested in where it was going to end, but I also didn't. Not that I didn't care. That's not like the right phrasing. But I I think I would have just been fine, like with however it ended, just because of how we got there, I guess. Right. Right. Um and obviously I think to your point, it could have definitely I could have dealt with more, you know, I could have handled more. Um, yeah. whether in terms of like gore or maybe you know, whatever. But also I feel like how he did a lot of the things that should have been, that were like were scary. Like I think that they were effective, um, which in some of his other movies, I don't necessarily think that they are. Um, like I can some agree of with the that. Killings. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. We could have handled more. A lot of yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. But he does, ha- there are moments where I'm like, oh, okay. He went there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would never say this is a bad movie. It's just, I'm over it. I want something new. I would love M. Night Shyamalan just fucking going for it and doing a super depressing shitty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get a little bit depraved and like turn a corner and do something new. Because I just feel like it's just... Now everything has to have like some crazy morality. It's like watching Seventh Heaven Horror Edition. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Oh my god, that's so funny. I it's I'm, I I'm, feel it's, like I'm serious because there's always just such a cheesy like thing happening. And why? Why? Does it always have to be that? Just it just doesn't feel honest. It feels like 90s family television. It's that's, fucking oh man. Butter on toast. I'm just. I'm, 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 it's an. It's great. I love butter on toast. But you know. But also, sometimes you want a little peanut butter it, or jelly or whatever. Yeah, have sometimes what, it's what, like what you throw a little spice on there. You know. Yeah. Get your hands dirty. Do something unexpected. For someone whose career is the whole point is to do something unexpected at the ending, 
Like, how about you actually do something unexpected and don't make the same movie again? You know? Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry. I'm, I, I just, I knew it was going to be this and I should have just, I should have just, I should have just not, but you wanted no. me to. And so this I am. This is what I wanted. I wanted to be here with you having oh. this conversation because I knew it would be entertaining if nothing else. I know, but then I just feel bad because I'm like shit talking Why? to someone who's obviously very talented I'm, and, and people enjoy his movies and, and that's great. That's Look. great. In the off chance that M. Night Shyamalan somehow hears this, maybe, maybe, you know, it'd be good for him to hear that we want to see a little something different. Fuck. That would be great. Wouldn't it be amazing if M. Night Shyamalan made a movie and it looked like this and then it was just the most brutal fucking crazy shit you ever saw? And everyone's like, People would lose their fucking minds. Yeah. How unexpected. How M. Night Shyamalan of him to twist everyone's perspective like that. Yeah, that'd be insane. That would be the biggest M. Night Shyamalan moment ever. <laughs> it would be so M. Night Shyamalan of him to M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> himself. His own his own <laughs> directing and writing style. Oh my god. Um also, something I found very distracting was the tightness of Len's pants. Oh, Leonard. everything about Leonard's outfit was very tight. But I understand, like, the top of him. It's hard to find shirts for men that are that big up top. But, like, he doesn't have big legs and i know that because he's wearing skinny jeans and it looks so strange to me it's like a very odd costume choice for him to now be I'm... wearing the tightest pants of all time now i'm googling leonard knock at the cabin <laughs> show me these tight pants they didn't distract me but i definitely noticed that he was just in general very a form-fitting form-fitted uh, situation was going on a stone on toothpicks is <laughs> how i would describe the look and it's not his fault it's not his fault someone put him in regular pants is all i'm saying you know they're not actually that tight yes there's some yes, there's some are. there's some wrinkles i don't know how to say it but it like that it's not super I don't know the words that I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't either. It looks like they... there's some there's some give is what I'm trying to say. Maybe. <laughs> How I think there needs to be a little more give than the, the the slightest amount. I don't know if they're as tight it, as you think. He's just so big up top. It looks so lopsided and strange. I just sent you a picture. I don't like it. I know what it looks like. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm like, looking at a picture this. right now. <sighs> Even when we look at your specific picture, I will. It's still coming through. I think that uh, maybe my internet's a little slow. It's it's fair. I mean, I'm looking at... Yeah, that's the picture I was looking at. Yes. There looks, there's it's a little give. I've seen... But you're not seeing his whole pants. leg. First of all, you're not seeing his whole leg. And he's covering up the belt part. So you're not seeing how large, like, look, look at, look at the man's top half. 
Oh, he, yeah. Like, it's he's so big, big. Yeah, he's not a small man. No. But it's Look at pro- him next to Rupert Grint, <laughs> where Rupert Grint's pretty proportionate, and he's just like, ba-bam! <laughs> I'm just saying I found it distracting. That's I think so we could funny. have picked a different pant choice. That's all I'm saying. It's, it, I, I was you. distracted by it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'm not body shaming. I think he's a lovely human. I'm all he for it. He is a lovely human. I just think, you know, we could have picked better pants. That's all I'm saying. I want to see him in more, to be honest. I like yeah. him. I like him, too. And, um, I think all of the actors, all of our four apocal- uh, horsemen were fantastic. No complaints with any of the casting at all uh big complaints on some of the dialogue yeah i i think that maybe i think that maybe when i first saw it i was expecting just a travesty of a film to be honest (laughs) um (laughs) my expectations couldn't have been lower sure um and so I was like, okay, with the dialogue, because we all know, we all know what an M. Night movie sounds like. Yeah. And it sounded like that. Yes. Um, But then, you know, it did, it did surprise me. I think a lot of it did have to do with the performances. And I did like some of the camera work that really led to the tenseness of a lot of the moments that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, But I, I 100% hear you on um on the ending i feel like we could have we could have definitely gone darker yeah yeah and i i agree with everything you're saying too it's just i i and i wonder if i would feel differently if i didn't know you liked it before i watched it yeah you you know what i mean because if i went in thinking oh this is going to be awful and then I watched it and it wasn't as awful as old. I might have been like, oh, all right, that wasn't so bad. Um, but I think because I knew you liked it, I was thinking, well, maybe it's actually good. And um, or maybe I'm actually going to like it. And then and, and th- those any of those hopes and dreams were dashed. <laughs> That's um, why I always try to watch what I say when I come to you with my my feelings on movies. Well, I mean, and you're not wrong. Like, your feeling is is valid. Yeah. Uh, everything you're saying is accurate. Uh, it's just, I think that I might just be done with M. Night Shyamalan. And I know I've said that before. <laughs> but I think I really mean it this time. I feel like you were done even before old. I think I was done before old, but I, I've been, like, pushed back and forth a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, especially rewatching the village and not disliking it as much as I did previously. Um, I liked Split. Um, I like, I, I like how different the visit is from his other films. Um, Mm -hmm. I wish he would kind of do more stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a hard time when there's a very strong message. Um, I think he did it really well with signs, and I just feel like he keeps trying to do it over and over again. And mm-hmm. this movie really isn't that different than signs. It's really not. It's mm-hmm. it's the same, except not with aliens. 
<laughs> I mean, the the same morals, kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not a lot of like. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Like I said. <laughs> I feel the way I feel about it, but I don't expect that everyone's going to feel that way. And if people like it, I, I get it. Yeah. That in the realm of M. Night Shyamalan movies, this is probably higher up than than many of them. Um, I just, I think I'm done. You know, I don't think I need any more of these Christian moral things, you know. I have a yeah. hard time with that really strong Christian moral horror movie. Even in The Conjuring, it kind of bothers me. It gets real cheesy and weird. Um, and, like, that's Ed and Lorraine Warren, and I. Mm -hmm. that's, you know, how they were. Uh, so, you know, I kind of take that with a grain of salt. But in the later Conjuring movies, mm -hmm. it's so bad. Like, it's just too, too much. Like, no one's like that, you know? <laughs> Um. No, totally, and it does feel a little out of place. Sure. In those movies, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's just not my favorite thing to be faced with when watching a horror movie. I think there are times and places for it, uh, and and it's just a weird time and place for it. It's just not what I want to watch when I'm watching a horror movie. You know, a, mm -hmm. a lifetime Christmas movie, sure. You know, dump in all those Christian morals. <laughs> sure. It's just so heavy handed. I think if it was maybe not so much and not so like happy ending, -y, you know, a little bit of grit would go a long way for me. Uh, but I don't really have much, much else to say. I mean, do you want to talk about like the nitty gritty of the movie? But that's like overall how I feel about it. No, I don't think we need to really get into it that much. Um, okay. I don't, there's just not, there's really not much to break down. I think it's very, it's very much, it is what it is, yeah. you know? Um. There's not really anything to read into. It's just, this is the story. This is how I told it. The end. You know? I do want to talk a little bit about Rupert's character, Redman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I found his character be to be the most interesting, but also the most confusing. Mm -hmm. Because, so we have these four horsemen who are the bringers of the apocalypse right mm -hmm. and they've had these visions and they're they know that certain things need to happen in order for the apocalypse to not happen fine um his character wants to be there the least his character is obviously not that great of a human in general yeah but like it's weird that we find out there's this connection between him and one of the other characters, like, I I don't know why they added that to the story or that he changed his name or all these other things. Uh, I found that just kind of confusing. I feel like it wasn't necessary. Obviously, it didn't 
add anything to the story, really. It, yeah. Um, but I feel like there was like something with each of them that kind of brought out some doubt with our couple, obviously, yeah. with um oh I forget her name. Um the Sabrina. chef lady. It was does she have a son? Oh, um you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I think with him when it Adrian. after because he's he's the first one that 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 gets it. Yeah. You know? Um, and so they come to the realization kind of afterwards. And so I think what it kind of is supposed to be doing with them is raising more doubt as to what's happening. Yeah. Um, like another reason to to not believe them, because why why would this guy with this attachment to them just happen to be at this cabin? You know, yeah. This, yeah. this guy that had such a huge effect on their lives. Um, so that's the only thing that I can really think of, especially because he was the first to like get the, get the axe, yeah. so to speak. That's fair. I mean, I just, they made a big deal about it and I, I just thought it was going to become more of a thing, I guess, mm-hmm. but maybe that's the point. Yeah. Um <sighs> I wish there were like, I don't know. I, I wish there was more of a thing. You know, it didn't. Mm-hmm. I felt that the, you know, when they're using the weapons in this film is the most scary part of it, I guess. Yeah. You would say the most effective part. Um, but like, ugh, I don't know. It's a weird contrast between those parts and like everything else. Um I do like Wen though. I thought she was so cute, such a great little actress. She did a I great loved job. I loved her. Yeah. Super cute. She was so cute. I love when they like were coming up with the plan and they're like, "Remember that one time?" Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, the time I had a meltdown." Yeah. <laughs> They're like that, that was great. And I thought that also the um the flashbacks I liked. I really liked you know, learning more about their story. Learning more about their story and like having these glimpses into their lives and mm-hmm. and what their lives were like, you know, before all this happened. Because we're pretty much just thrown right in, you know. It's pretty immediate. Mm-hmm. That were introduced to these four, you know, characters. Yeah. So um, it's nice to have like the removal and like leaving the cabin for a little bit and seeing what their lives were like outside of the cabin. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I think a lot of it works well. Uh, I wonder what the original script looked like, because the original script before M. Night Shyamalan was at all a part of it was. um was supposed to be one of like the best oh it was voted uh 2019's blacklist most popular unproduced screenplays of the year so like it's a good screenplay interesting 
I wonder oh, I how much M. Night Shyamalan, uh, you know, changed it. I'm curious. Maybe I should find the original script and read it because I'm. I mean, I'm, a I'm, lot I'm not of the curious. dialogue. Yeah, he had to have, it. right? He had to have. It was so M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it. <laughs> Some of it wasn't. That's why I'm like, you know, I can tell that he did, he changed it, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. sure I'm going to, I'm going to guess that the ending was the original ending, uh, but I don't know that mm-hmm. for a fact. I don't know if the original screenplay had the same ending as the novel. Um, if you want to read the novel and you don't want to be surprised, go ahead and skip ahead a, a minute. I'm going to quickly spoil it because I want Carly to hear it and I want people who are curious to hear it. So in the original screenplay, you want to hear, right, Carly? Yeah, just give it okay. to me. I'm never going to read it. Probably. In the original novel, there is a, a fight with a gun and Wen gets shot oh. and killed at the end. And she's the sacrifice. But I thought that it had to be a choice. I don't know if that's in the original novel, that it has to be a choice. Um, Because they make such a big deal that it has to be a choice. Or if it even counts. Maybe it doesn't even count. I don't know. I just know that that that's what happens at the end. Yeah, Um, I can see M. Night definitely changing that. Yeah, of course he's going to change that. Yeah, he right. doesn't want that to happen no. in his movie. Absolutely not. Um, and I don't know if it needs to be that exactly, but, uh, you know, something darker for sure would be a little nice. Not nice, but I think it just would have been more interesting. The Part whole scene them in to the not diner... The scene in the diner at the end, I was like, fuck this. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I would have preferred Why doesn't it everyone just stand more... and slow clap? Yeah, I would have pre- even preferred for it to be more ambiguous in the ending where they just get into the car and like drive away with everything in ruin, you know, oh, like you yeah. don't know if it was too late. You know, Wouldn't that just be great. Just let everything been, fall yeah. apart. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping for. Yeah, you know, I kind of thought it was just going to end with them hugging in the treehouse, but I did like that they went back to the truck so that they yeah. could see that like she did have a son, and they could see he was this guidance counselor, sports, you know, whatever. Like yeah. this was this guy's. Like I did like those pieces of it, so I would have been okay if they got into the truck. I would have even been okay if they turned on the radio and it was the song, and then they dr- and then that was it. But they I didn't turn like we- it off and turn it on and turn it off and turn it on. <laughs> 500 yeah. times okay yeah i feel like we could have skipped the diner entirely and it would have been more effective i don't know that i like the glimpses into the future i don't know if i do i still feel like that's a little hokey but it's better than the diner the diner is just fucking stupid mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It's not for me. Okay. Let's knock at the cabin. 2023. I don't want to talk about it anymore. All right. Next. <laughs> I'm 
so over it. I don't want to watch another M. Night Shyamalan movie for a long time. That's fair. It'll probably be a while until his next one. I hope so. Figure it out. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) How are you doing over there? What have you been watching? I'm good. Nothing new since the last time we spoke. Oh, except for Maisel. That's also came back. So great. But I know you did watch something new. Mm hmm. You just don't want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I'll talk about it. I think you should. I think you should say something. I saw Bo is Afraid. Yeah. And yeah. it was awful. <laughs> I hated it. I hear it's very polarizing. Um, I hear it's very polarizing. And that you either love it or you hate it. I don't understand how you could love it. Um... <laughs> Not in the fact that it was like, like there's some really cool, beautiful things that happen. There's a lot of pieces that remind me of other movies. Um, and it's at the beginning, you're like, okay, because there's a lot going on in this movie. And it it is. It's very stimulating. It's very interesting. But then... This movie is three hours long, and it feels like five hours. Um, I checked my watch four times in the last hour of the movie because Mm -hmm. I was like, when is this going to be over? My friend fell asleep. Um, (laughs) I literally (laughs) – there was one part where um, Bo is in, like, his mother's bathroom, and I saw – Two first products, my company, and I was so excited. <laughs> I woke no. him up and I was like, "That's my company." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that was the most exciting thing to happen towards oh, no. the end. Okay, I was literally like, "I just want it to be over." I said to him at one point, and he was like, "Dude, same." And I was like, "All right, you know how when a movie comes out and it's the first weekend." And it ends and the director's name pops up and people clap. Even if there's no. only a couple people that clap. No, that sounds like claps. an L.A. thing. That sounds like an L.A. thing. Ever- oh, well, yeah, that's a thing that happens in L.A. a lot. Um, yeah. Everybody was silent. Everybody kind of stared at the screen for two seconds. The lights came back on. And then there were lots of like heads shaking and people were like looking at each other like what the fuck just happened? Because that's kind mm. of what it felt like. Um Yikes. It, yeah. Ari Aster, what are you um, doing? Oh, no. The man has... I mean, they can't all be winners. He's done some very good movies. You know, two out of three ain't bad. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. I I wonder... It doesn't make me want to see it, you saying that. I know, but I That's want you to see it. I almost didn't tell you because I want you to see it, but I also would feel like a dick if I just sent you into it. You know what I mean? Well, there's no <laughs> way I would have let you just not tell me what you thought about it. I would have just nagged you until you eventually told me. <laughs> and I wouldn't I wouldn't have ever been able to be like, mm, yeah, go see it. <laughs> you know? It makes me not like, want to see it in the theater, but it doesn't make me not want to see it, period. I don't think there's any reason to see this movie 
in the theater. Okay. Um, like it's not, it doesn't have crazy, amazing like visual effects or sound design that I think that it's, you know, how some things like you need to see in the theater to be able to feel it. Yeah. I think that you should watch this in the comfort of your own home so you can like go get a snack or maybe yeah. scroll on your phone without getting judged and being <laughs> rude in the theater. Sure. You know? Yeah, um, that's kind of what I'm thinking. If it's three hours and boring, I'm not sitting in a theater to watch it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, is, like, I really want you to see it because I want right. to, I want to know. The first thing I did was I texted Al and I was like, have you seen this movie? And he was like, no, but I would love to go see it with you. And I was like, no. I've seen it. I just want to know what you No, think. I've seen it. I'm not seeing it again. Um, <laughs> I'm not seeing this again. Oh, no. There's a lot of movies that I would see in the theater, even ones that I didn't like. This I couldn't do again. Yeah. Well, it's lo- when it's long like that. I wonder, so- like, is it doesn't particularly, like, the, the trailer doesn't really show much, and it plays almost like a comedy. Um, or like a dramedy or like a you know when I watch the trailer I'm like oh this kind of reminds me a little bit of Eternal Sunshine or something like it you know mm-hmm. where it's just like kind of artistic and there's things happening in the mind and you're trapped in your mind and things are happening you know what I mean like that's the kind of feel I get from the trailer uh, I don't get horror at all no. It's definitely not horror. Um, And to your point, there are funny moments. Like, it's not all bad. It just overstays its welcome is the best way that I can explain it. I think if they maybe wrapped it up a lot earlier instead of kind of going and going. I think this movie is one of those movies that could have done with editing. There's a ton of stuff that just isn't necessary. Um. And there's just weird moments. When, after you see it, I'll be able to kind of be more specific. But sure. there's so many things that I'm like, oh, that was basically from this movie. Or like it felt like Ari Aster was like watch, like taking this collection of things that he really liked, but then putting them together in a way that just doesn't make sense. You know, like that was really good in this movie over here, but didn't work in your movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it I don't know. It just felt... At the beginning, it feels like we're going somewhere, and then it just loses its way. So I know that um, Ari Aster did a short film called Bo. And so I think this is its longer story cousin, you know? I spoke to, because um, I messaged Justin Lore mm-hmm. about seeing this oh no because he sent me he sent me like an animal gif and it was like something running away from something or like something like that and i was like me trying to get out of the theater after seeing those afraid (laughs) and he was like oh is it so scary and i was like scary how bad it was and he was like oh god it was you know it was a joke guys um but he said something about uh like the short that he did for his like thesis and yeah. how just kind of severe and not good it was. And he was like, I wish I would have never seen it. And I was like, I wonder, like, I wish I would have seen that rather than just seeing Hereditary and Midsummer that are both fucking phenomenal yeah. um, instead. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah. so I would have maybe been a little bit prepared. Yeah. And like, maybe this is just a, a film of passion that he wanted mm-hmm. to create 
and that's just all it is and that's okay that it's not for everybody um all right yeah well thank you for the heads up uh i also saw a film that i didn't quite care for uh renfield or renfeld oh yeah you mm-hmm. that's um, a movie that you were told me watch it at home and i said thank you i will do that yeah you know here's the thing is it better <laughs> in a theater probably did I yeah. enjoy my time in the theater watching it? Not really. No. Because mm-hmm. um, there are special effects. There's gore. Um, so if you are a person that likes seeing those things on the big screen, uh, preferably, then maybe you want to see it on the big screen. Uh, there are people that like this. I know Justin Lore enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I love Nicolas Cage. I love Nicholas Holt. Um, this just wasn't for me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was, uh, the screenplay has a lot of problems. Um, the acting mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Uh, unfortunately, they are not given enough, you know, they can't just pull it along, uh, sure. with their acting ability alone. Uh, there, there's a lot, uh, there's a lot needed in the script, um, Luckily, it is a shorter film. It's not long-winded, um, which is good, because I was like, I'm done, and then it ended, and I was like, okay, good. Um. Oh, yeah. That, that should be like an hour and a half. It's yeah. It's really... It is. It's it's not a okay, long perfect. film. Um, so it has that going for it, at least. I didn't feel trapped. I was just like, eh, it's just, it's not that great. Um, but I was entertained by Nicolas Cage, and I was Nicolas, I was entertained by, by Nicole. Um so take that with what you will. Um, some people enjoyed it. I'm just not one of them. Uh, other things I watched. Um, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> I loved that movie. Which was a 2022 I release, I saw it in I theaters last year. It's adorable. It's so cute. It's very cute. Yeah. Um, I watched it on my birthday. And I very much enjoyed it. Um, and then that's, I mean, that's it. Um, the uh, the first four episodes of Mrs. Maisel were uh, exceeded expectations. Um, one of the best seasons yet so far. It's, I love in my how opinion. they're doing it. I'm a huge fan of how they're closing out this season. Same. Um, and yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about Ted Lasso for some reason. I, I feel like we are very far from where we need to be to close out this the season. The, I guess the we have series, time, isn't it? Yeah. It's over yeah, the series. after this. Yeah. So Yeah. I'm a little nervous about it, to be honest. I'd like to be in a different place than we are right now, but it is what it is. I'm just enjoying the journey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, to be determined. And yeah, that's all I got. I love it. Same. That's all I got. All right. <laughs> oh, should we talk about what we're doing next week? Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could do that. I guess that's a thing okay. we could do. <laughs> that is a thing that we do sometimes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next week we are going to be speaking about the offering which is streaming on Hulu. So check that out. I believe it's like a it. new release on Hulu. 
Ooh. Yeah, it's a 2022 movie. And it looks a little ghosty. It looks a little ghosty demony. Yeah. That's why I picked it. So yeah, it. should be should be fun. We love demon ghosts. We do. And sometimes they're they're not good movies and sometimes they are. And we will uh let you know if this is one of the good ones or not. <laughs> Next week. So stay we tuned. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. You got anything else? Nope, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Until next week, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. Bye. Bye.